AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we, we are here again at Church of the Week, AM 630, and we are honored to be able to be on the air every week and to be able to feature our churches. I thank God, and I said this, I say this week after week, I thank God for the national speakers, the people that, that speak to our nation, and they have a, a national platform, and they are great. I love listening to them, but I also thank God for our local pastors, our local churches, those men and women that stay home, that have, uh, that have accepted the call, the great commission to be part of, of what God is doing here in this beautiful city. Hello again. My name is Marcus Burgos. We are Church of the Week, and this week we have the privilege of honoring one of the great churches of our city. It is Texas Christian Fellowship, uh, and we're here with Dr. Williams. Dr. Williams is an accomplished man. I, I can't wait for you to hear all that this man is doing by way of, of this church. You, you need to pay attention. You need to, if, if you need to, you may need to pull over. Uh, because this is this is going to be good. This is going to be very interesting. And so, Dr. Williams, thank you for accepting this invitation. Welcome to Church of the Week. Hey, man, so glad to, to be here, and thank you for the invite. It's uh, something we've been looking forward to, and we're glad to be here. You know, this is this is our mandate to 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 spread the light on those that are spreading the light. Mm-hmm. You know, there like I, like I was mentioning before, there are so many people, and we know them, we love them, we see them on TV, on the magazines, and they're everywhere, and we are encouraged by them. When they come to San Antonio, we buy tickets. But, man, do we need to honor our local pastors. Absolutely. We need to honor you guys, and I am so happy that you were here. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, and I warned you a minute ago, I'm going to read something about you uh, because it, it just is so interesting. And, and, uh, I, but I want to hear from you a little bit. Tell me a little bit about yourself, the person, Dr. Williams. Interesting. The, the person I am, first of all, I'm, I'm currently in the Air Force. I'm a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, and so I should be uh, doing that for the next six months. But really, I've, I've just, I'm just a guy who loves the Lord, and uh, I'm a sports guy. I'm from here originally. I'm from San Antonio. I'm a graduate of Justin High School, all 1993 right. state champs, go Rockets. <laughs> Uh, Local but, but coming back home after, you know, 24 years in the Air Force, this was uh, certainly a call back home for my wife and I. My wife is also um, a local San Antonio native, also a, a Judson Rocket grad uh, as well. Um, two kids. My daughter goes to Randolph High School, Drew Williams, and uh, she's an all-state athlete. We're, we're an athletic family. That's, what we, that's part of the reason uh, that we really have kind of gotten some of the discipline that we've gotten from sports. Um, and also my son, he's an All-American uh, hurdler at Texas Tech University. All right. And they are the number one team in the nation. They just won Big 12 Indoor Championships, so we're excited about that. And uh, really just here to love the Lord and glad to be back in my city after all this time. Excellent, excellent. You know, you, you bring up a very good point, something that I, I love to talk about when I'm, when I'm on Church of the Week, uh, family. Tell me, tell me a little bit because— what I understand is that you are a PK, mm-hmm. and you're raising PKs. Absolutely. Pastor's Absolutely. kids, for those of you that don't speak uh, church Absolutely. jargon. Uh, Absolutely. Tell me, tell me about the, the heritage, the inheritance. What was passed on to you as you grew up in, in a home of someone that accepted this great challenge? Interestingly, you know, for me, it was, it's, it's extremely interesting. My mother and father divorced at an early age. 
Um, and, and I really didn't even recognize the fact that, you know, my father was so in the ministry like he was. Um, so that was interesting for uh, for both he and I when I called him and, you know, I was 19 years old when I first heard the call of the Lord in my life. Um, I would love to say it was because I was just in the word and studying God, studying God's word. And I was out on some boat and the Lord showed up. But really, I was just such a terrible kid uh, that I really felt like I owed wait a minute, God. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, have, I have to interrupt. Yeah. You mean to tell me that God uses less than perfect people? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if he can use me, he can use anybody. Come so on now. I was in debt. I think that's what it was. It was more of a uh, kind of a, you know, I got married and, and didn't really, hadn't really seen a, a great marriage, the functionality of marriage. And um, hadn't seen what it would have really meant to be a great father. And so uh, when my wife became pregnant, I was terrified. And I remember just saying, God, if you help me with this, mm-hmm. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And so like most pastors, I probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, next thing <laughs> you know, God remembers. that's exactly right. He holds <laughs> you. Don't make a vow you can't keep. You know, nobody that's told right. me that part. Um, so it was very simple to me. You know, I just said, you know, God, I'll, I'll uh, do whatever you want me to do. And, and so I realized that, you know, some of my past flaws and faults were really uh, something that was always intended to win people and to win souls. And so I just said yes. And uh, from that point forward, we travel the world and everywhere we want, whether we've gone, uh, we've planted ministries. So we've got a chance to plant ministries in, in Okinawa, Japan. Uh, we've got a chance to help start a ministry in Warner Robins, Georgia, Oklahoma City. Uh, we planted a ministry in Altus, Oklahoma. Uh, and right now they're all thriving. We have a ministry in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, and San Diego, California. So it's been a great time. And so I think uh, I'm hoping that I'm paying my grace debt back to God. And at one point, he'll let me let me off the hook. So we'll see what happens. We're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit. But but you mentioned something. I love to I love to bring bring the word down to Monday morning to where the rubber right. meets the road, mm-hmm. where, you know, we we all can praise the Lord, raise our hands, shout in church right right but monday morning tuesday morning when the stuff starts hitting the fan we we have to hold on to something absolutely you know and to to realize that god could use someone that is like i said before less than Mm -hmm. perfect Mm -hmm. so many times congregations look at their pastors and they are accomplished they they they're great families and men and we love them and and then sometimes we, we hide behind a curtain, right, Wizard of Oz, right, right. You know, the great and awesome, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm the only one that can preach. Uh, but we are humans. That's exactly right. We're we're people. Yep. You know, talk to me a little bit. about Well, that. I think that's really the basis and the foundation of our ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, and it always has been. Is that not just myself, but my wife and and my family, and we are very serious about transparency. And so we believe that that, you know, the relatability to people is what what attracted me to church, what attracted me to God uh, was my early mentors as a young age. You know, as a 19 year old who said yes to God to go into the preaching ministry, um, I was still struggling with a lot of things that young men still struggle with. And so rather than uh, being mistreated and, and, and ostracized, uh, my early mentor said, hey, talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. open open it up, you know, be transparent. And it was healing. It was very therapeutic. And what I found was is that uh, young people that were my age, they were looking for that. They were looking for uh, kind of, you know, to be transparent, to pull the fig leaf off, to, to get in front of folks and tell them, hey, I struggle just like you. And as a matter of fact, I won't speak vague. Here is what I struggle with. And so dealing with the fallout early on in ministry was amazing because some of the uh, the older, more traditional ministers that were around, 
uh, would say, oh, you know, you're, you're telling too much, you're talking too much, this is going to scare people off, but it did just the opposite. You know, our altar calls were uh, were honest and transparent, and, you know, and I had people telling me, hey, I'm going to pray for you, and you pray for me, and hey, I struggle with that too, I can't believe it, you're a pastor, and so it was. it's always very fearful and uh, and frightening to me whenever we um, are too prideful. The Bible mm-hmm. tells us, you know, of course, it's very plain uh, that, you know, we can't be proud or haughty, and there's a great destruction and a fall headed right. for us. So to me, I think we just headed off at the past. There's nothing that my church is not aware of. They they will tell you they probably cringe in their seats on Sundays sometimes because we just shoot them straight and tell them like it is, and we tell them, you know, you never read anything in the paper about me that you didn't already know, so give me some grace in advance. Right, um, right. And But our, our ministry has attracted people like that. Uh, nobody walks around as if we are higher than we are. We know our righteousness is just filthy rags. And so if it wasn't for the grace of God, none of us could stand uh, and even survive for that matter. So um, it's very easy to me uh, to make fun of myself. It's very easy for us to look at one another. And and sometimes people get scared away by the doctor title. But really, I did that just so um, I could understand what I was talking about. I wanted to make sure that we brought a different level of understanding to the the kingdom community um you know as a whole wow um what you're hearing you're hearing from a doctor someone that is educated intellectual usually doctor you don't you don't get these two characteristics together right where someone is studied and humble right someone is is prepared and open uh there's there's sometimes that that disconnect of the of of the openness, that relatability, right. like you said, I love that, and I love that in my ministers. I love to be able to to relate to to them. And so, if you're if you're hearing this, you are hearing this today, and uh, you wanna you wanna find out how do I get to meet this man? I need to worship at his church. Tell us where are you? Tell us how to get to to your church. Absolutely, we are actually right in the center. Uh, you know, very close to the center of San Antonio. We're at 3447 Northeast Parkway, uh, and that's really off of 35 down to Austin Highway uh, at the Northeast Parkway interchange directly behind the HEB um, over off of Austin Highway near the George Gervin Center. Oh, man, everybody knows what that is. Absolutely. Come on over. We work hand-in-hand with all of our nonprofits around us. We work hand-in-hand with everybody from Randolph Brooks to Frost, and we have some great sponsors, Chick-fil-A, I mean, they are really on board because they see that we are a community-driven church. I mean, and they can they can see it, and yeah. uh, it's it, it's awesome to to be here such a short time and have uh, have these strategic partnerships. So you're listening to Church of the Week on AM six thirty, The Word, and this week we are sponsoring Dr. Williams. We're sponsoring TCF Church. That's right, TCF. And uh, what is your website? It's uh, www.txchristianfellowship.org. So that's Texas or txchristianfellowship.org. Easy to get to. We have a great team. And so uh, not only just the website, but Facebook as well. We're there. Uh, we have, a, have an awesome social media presence. Um, you know, we have podcasts. And so uh, we try to make ourselves available. And we have online streaming as well if you want to see us on Wednesday and Sundays. If you're out in Dallas or if you're out traveling, visiting Absolutely. family, Absolutely. Louisiana, Absolutely. We, can still, we can still get to Absolutely. We have people logging on. I mean, everywhere from Kenya. Uh, we have uh, people in, in Ivory Coast, uh, California. I mean, we have people that commute down from Austin. It's just an amazing, an amazing family. And that's what we are is really just a family. Okay. I'm going to go again on family. Okay. I'm big on family. Okay. And so I understand. I grew up in church. I, I mentioned that a minute ago. And I realize 
when somebody tries to do it on their own, they they could go, they could go, but they're drastically limiting themselves. Mm-hmm. When they embrace the team and and the people that God has put around them, they can they can exponentially multiply exactly right. what they can do. Tell me about your team. Who is around you? Who what what is different? about the people that are around you? I, 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 this, that's a great question. I, I love, and I can't wait to answer that question because really God really assembled this team. Believe it or not, every ministry that we have planted, um, God has taken somebody out of that ministry and brought them to San Antonio. So when you go into our ministry, you'll see us have our relationships. You can see the relationships that have been really forged over time because we have people who are they're from the Japan ministry. Wow. We have people that are there from the Oklahoma City ministry. Wow. We have people that are there from the Georgia ministry. Mm-hmm. And none of us planned this. I, I would be lying if I said it wasn't my prayer uh, that, God, if I have to go back home, I wanted these people. And just today, uh, my last assistant pastor and my very first administrator um, actually just got into San Antonio today. And so God is still doing it. And so he's, we plan on not just planning TCF, but multiple TCFs around the city. Um, to go forth and really make a real community impact. But they're great. You know, you have somebody like we have uh, Sister Jay Tate here, who's our communications and our marketing expert um, here on our staff, and she's just awesome. Uh, We have also a group of elders. So when you come to our ministry, you might not be able to tell who the pastor is. And so that's our goal is is it is not uh, as hard as this is going to be for a lot of people to stomach. Yeah, the ministry was designed to have a plurality of leadership. Mm. Uh, it's never designed to have one person as the star of the show. I like the Jackson Five, but you know Michael didn't have a very good life. So right. we want we want some Titos and some Jermaines and some Jackies. <laughs> we want everybody to get a chance to sing lead, right? That's what that's yeah, what we yeah. want. So um, for us, we believe in that because I've done this long enough. All of my adult life, I've been in ministry my entire adult life, and so. What I've realized is that when I see marriages fall and, and people fall because of moral failure, um, a lot of it has to do with stress. And the, the data shows that pastors are stressed out. Um, right. They are overwhelmed. And, you know, pastors' wives and spouses are struggling and their kids are struggling, as you mentioned, the PKs. And so um, it's harder to just sometimes to see your face come off of things and your name come off of things. That's the pride in man. Right. But when you start saying, you know what, we have a group of elders and any one of them can serve as a senior pastor. And every one of us walks in our role. Uh, we don't try to step on one another's toes. You know, we have a, le- a leading elder. We have an executive elder. We have a teaching elder. Uh, we have a care elder. So we don't, um, none of us is any greater than the other person. And uh, so by us having that leadership perspective and that team perspective, everybody else gets in line. So we say, hey, how can I help? And we do have a saying at TCF. It's like, if you don't um, have a job, we'll get you one. Yeah. Uh, we don't believe in anybody showing up and just clapping their hands and, and giving an offering and getting out of there. We grab them and we give them a job description and say, you pick one of these four, but you're going to get to work. you got six weeks. And, uh, <laughs> and we put everybody to work, and that's how, that's how we champion all of our projects. I like that. Yes, sir. I like that, and I bet the people appreciate it. Oh, they do. They do. It, may, it helps them feel apart. You know, that's the thing that, you know, you don't want decisions made in a vacuum. I've served in the military for 24 years, and if there's anything that's going to cause us to get in trouble is when, you know, there's that fog of communication. You know, right. you think there's communication, but it's really not, and it's easy for people to become disconnected. And that's really the challenge we're dealing with because, you know, we have, um, you know, people that are over on SeaWorld side of town, 151, yeah. uh, which is new for me because none of that was over there. As Last a kid time you were me. here. Oh, no, no, nobody <laughs> went. Nobody lived over near SeaWorld. 
Um, and so now you have folks that live in, you know, in San Marcos. And so for us, they all travel to our location to serve. And so we're working hard to, to really figure out the best way to keep that connected living room spirit uh, is what we're really striving for. And it's something when you go after relationships, that becomes the strength. Absolutely. That becomes that glue. And, though, and so you're seeing the product of that when people travel. San Antonians. I'm not a San Antonian. Okay. Uh, we're going to hold it against you, but okay. Thank you. Thank yep, you. No problem. Uh, I'm Yankees. Yep. New York. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> go Spurs. <laughs> well, I'll go for the Spurs. All right. I'll go okay. for the Spurs. Uh, but I'm, I'm a Yankee for sure. And, and so when I, when I arrived here, I realized people do not like to travel. Absolutely. In San Antonio. Absolutely. That's why there's 50,000 HEBs. That's right. You know, That's in, right. in this city. Because people will go about 2.3 miles. And turn around and go home. Absolutely. You know, and if that's for groceries, which they need, uh, for church, they have a, a, an even smaller radius. That's right. But to understand that people are traveling across town. Right. You know, right. that says a lot in this city. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's not usual. Absolutely. It's exciting to me to, to think that someone would because, number one, there's such a, a competitive nature that I've seen that I didn't see and I wouldn't have seen because I wasn't originally ministering here in, in the city. Uh, but seeing such a competitive nature of some of the ministries with each other is just, it can be disheartening. And I know yes. that may be a touchy subject, but, um, you know, just being all around the world ministering, um, we all have to be on one accord. There is no, I own a member, you own a member, they belong to you. It doesn't matter. We we don't have that mindset at TCF. We, you know, if, if God has said, hey, I want to go here because you have a great children's ministry, we say praise the Lord, yeah. and we'll see it at the resurrection picnic. I mean, we don't we don't have any 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 hard feelings about any of that, and I, and I feel like uh, that's what makes people want to pass up other places yeah. because we're not we're not asking, we're not digging. You know, we want you to get what God has for you, and and to me, that's that is absolutely interesting from a relational standpoint. You know, and you mentioned relationship; that is really what we strive we strive for, and. Um, and so we are elated to be able to say that we're a family. You know, we really do believe we're a family. We have, you know, family problems like everybody else. That's you know, right. we yeah. fight like brother and sister. And, and you don't hear that a lot of times from the church, but it makes it easier because it happens and it's real. So when you, when you can really live like you're all sharing the same king bed like my cousins used to do with us. We had to take naps. You know, it's like you know every stink and stench and <laughs> scab that those guys have. And it just makes it a lot easier just to deal with it because there's no surprise. You know, we're a family. We're a team. And when one person hurts, we all hurt. That's right. That's right. And uh, one thing that you've heard this week as you listened to the encouraging words of uh, – of Dr. Williams during the week, you heard the word challenge. I heard the word challenge at least five times, maybe even more. Uh, every every day mm-hmm. you, you said challenge. You know I'm going to challenge you. That sounds like a part of your theme. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you challenge people. Absolutely. That was, for me, that primarily came from growing up in ministry and seeing ministries that where I couldn't get my questions answered. Mm. Um, I felt out of place as mm-hmm. a young guy. Maybe I think if I came into ministry at a later age where, you know, kind of some of my lifelong learning habits were gone, but I learned very quickly that um, I was an education freak. You know, I have more degrees in a thermometer, as my dad says all the time, not because I necessarily just wanted to, but because I had a hunger to know more. And when I sat in congregations around the world, I felt like we were just scratching the surface and we weren't encouraged to be critical thinkers. You know, we weren't encouraged to, to, you know, I was I was the one asking the questions, did, you know, did Adam have a belly button? 
You know, that was me, right? I was the one. So that's yeah, you. Yeah, I, that, I'm that you're guy. the one. You're I the was guy. that guy. I ruined and disrupted all Bible studies I think I'd ever been a part of. And I'm like, you know, well, how did this happen? You know, and I just could never get any questions answered. So um, I'm very thankful. I praise God for the military because, you know, they are an education juggernaut. You know, you want to go to school, they'll pay for it. So when I found that out, I just was like, I don't think I've ever not been in school. And so... Uh, when I got a chance to go to seminary, uh, for me, I spent, you know, four years studying hard. I found there was a lot that I assumed I knew, but I was very, very wrong. And so when I was challenged, I was challenged to rethink what I thought was Scripture, what I thought was doctrine, and it was tradition. Right. And so um, that is a theme of our ministry is there's nothing we won't change if the Bible tells us in the Word, and not just literally, but the history, the context, the hermeneutics, the whole deeper. Absolutely. And so because of that, you know, I don't think there's ever going to, I hope I never teach or preach a sermon that doesn't challenge you to think further than just, as my wife always says, you need to be a solution-centric preacher. If you don't give me a a way, then you're wasting my time. With that said, with that said, I want to read something from your website. Okay. Uh, It's talking about you. Okay. All right. And it's not on your website, so I I think I I could read it. I haven't seen it. Hopefully uh, it's not too bad. I'm going to have to jump in the middle of this. This is Pastor Williams received his bachelor's degree in aeronautics and human factors engineering uh, from from Embry-Ebry Aeronautics University. Easy for me to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also holds multiple master's degree in education, theology, aeronautics, science, as well as doctor's degree in divinity. Dr. Williams holds active members in uh, membership in American Association of Christian Counseling, International Board of Christian Counselors, uh, American Society of Training and Development, and is a board-certified Christian counselor. And then it goes on to say, in his spare time. <laughs> that's, what, that's what kills me. That's what, that's what I wanted to right, get to. Right. In his spare You don't sleep, apparently. Right. No, I, I would say that's probably more accurate than that, and I think my doctors would, would agree uh, with that. You know, I don't know. I just, my grandfather was one of those, those old-school guys. You know, he's an old truck driver, and, and he took me along with him, my cousins and I, and... and he always told me, you know, idle hands are the devil's tools. And so mm. I gave you uh, my history. You know, there's not anybody in this city who probably does is not aware of my history, first right, of all. So right. uh, so coming back home, it was important for me. And I think my entire life I realized that I don't have any, any time that belongs to me. Mm. Uh, God has saved me uh, and kept me and protected me all the times that, you know, I've lost friends here on the streets of San Antonio. Um, you know, to gang violence and yeah. drugs and, and what, what have you. God saved me from drugs and and brought me out of a life of abuse and, and, and really uh, turned my life around. So for me, when I gave my life to the Lord, literally every second was his. Yes. And so that was his main challenge for me was stay busy and get busy and get busier. So it is true. I am too exhausted to deal with anything else other to than my trouble. That's exactly right. And I encourage our young people to do the same thing. And I'm finding that just because you're in your 70s, they, they have now gotten the same lesson because yeah. they're encouraging me to say, yeah, I need to stay busy as well. Yeah. So that is that is why uh, when you look at that, it is it is not a feather in my cap. It is more of, um, uh, and, it, and it's the ability for me to stay focused and to keep myself and those around me out of trouble um, and to make sure that we stay busy, busy, busy in God's work. Talking about busy, very mm-hmm. quickly as we're as we're winding down, there's something happening in July. I wanted to make sure you can plug that. Thank you can you talk that. about that. Absolutely. So for our organization, um, I am the current presiding overseer over the United Christian Ministers Association. 
Uh, and that website is uh, www.ucma.org, so ucma.org. And what we do is every two years we have a summer revival. Um, our organization partners with our local church, and we want to bring all of these experiences from around the world to the city. So we want people, two years ago we brought um, our, our South African pastor down. A couple of years before that we are at the Henry B. Gonzalez, and we brought um, one of our ministers from the Ivory Coast and got a chance to see what it was like from Africa or the Italian mission that we have right now over in, in Italy. Um, so we're going to do that um, coming up in July, and we're going to bring all those people down, and we want everybody in the city to come out. It is our summer revival. We're going to have it right at the church, and, uh, and we're just looking forward to it. We have some great speakers lined up. Uh, we have Pastor um, uh, Loray Bartney from Raleigh, North Carolina. He and his wife published the book Protectors of the Covenant. Okay. So they're coming down, and this man is, is anointed. He and his wife are anointed, so uh, you want to come down. I'll be speaking on that Friday. We have some other local people that you'll be familiar with. We're just waiting for some confirmation. Uh, but they'll be there, and we're going to have daytime sessions. It's going to be awesome and Friday night services. So what we need to do is stay close to your Facebook page. Absolutely. We need to stay close to your website. And uh, visit the church. Absolutely. This, uh, this is Church of the Week, and, and we are featuring uh, Dr. Williams and Texas Christian Fellowship, TC TCF. And uh, we invite you once again to come on out to visit the church. The church is located at 3447 Northeast Parkway. Absolutely. And like, like, like uh, Dr. Williams said, behind the H-E-B. That's exactly, exactly. Get in that area. Come find the H-E-B. Are. Yeah. Come as you are. Come see us, 1030. And uh, get ready. We are intellectual, spiritual church. So, you know, you're going to see some running, some jogging, but you're going to see some teaching and some shouting as well at the same time. So if you're Pentecostal, Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God in Christ, Church of Christ, Southern Baptist, we got everything for you. So come on out and we'll uh, introduce you to a God that maybe you have never met before. Thank you, Dr. Williams, for Absolutely. coming out and, and joining Absolutely. us today. Thank Appreciate you so much. You. God bless you. God bless you. And uh, we will be hearing from you soon. Absolutely. Look right. forward to it. Thank you, sir. God bless you. You too. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.